And we're back, dude. Episode 126 of the podcast. The longest running podcast to me, at least by me to date, dude. All right. <laughs> we're a week out of Christmas, a couple more days, literally, I think a week um, as I'm recording this. But, dude, I want, you know what, dude? Let's open up. Let's open up the pod on your favorite. Your favorite toy memory, dude, okay? Like, uh, I'm going to give you a second to think. Go amongst your brain. Find the the uh, the toy that did it for you, man. All right? Hold on to that thought because I'll ask you in just a second. But, dude, I think I can remember. I think the number one thing I can remember actually wanting was at the time it was this toy called the the Stretch Armstrong. Now they now they have a I just saw it in the store. I, I think it's gone by like different names over the years. Maybe they sold the idea of like a stretchy toy. Same kind of concept. It stretches, it's got goo inside of it. And uh you know you can pull it and it just seems to go on forever. At the time, this is like nineteen ninety five, maybe ninety six I wanted this thing. It was called the Stretch Armstrong, and it looked like a He-Man looking dude. But man, I was so hyped on this shit. Like, and then it kind of made an appearance in Detroit Rock City. The dude who plays the Big Brother Chongo. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Scratch that. The other dude played by. Here we go. Early in the research pod. What's his name? Uh, you. He also was in that movie Swim Fan. He played like the special brother of of that chick that was super hot. Like, what was her name? I'll find her name in a second. Uh, his name is James DeBello. He played Trip. There was Hawk, Lex, and Jam. Hey, yo, that movie was fucking sick, dude. I don't care what you say. If you've never seen Detroit Rock City, probably one of the best, if only, Kiss movies that is out there. But... Uh, anyways, he, that he takes like a stretch Armstrong and he puts it in his pocket, pretends to be a gun. He tries to rob a store, but then an actual robber comes in. Uh, he ends up saving the day. It's this whole thing. But anyways, dude, that's what I wanted. I wanted to stretch Armstrong. You could pull this dude as far. I guess they've been around for a long time since it's appeared in that movie. And dude, I remember, and like, you know that feeling of like you don't know you can remember as a kid you don't know what you're gonna get you you know what you want but you just don't know what you're gonna get when you open it sometimes it's a disaster sometimes in this case it worked out I opened it was a stretch Armstrong I was so fucking hyped dude because it's like you asked for the thing it appears it's great and it's it's not a lot of the time when you're a kid <clears throat> like I get it having a kid of my own you're like. Yeah, it seems like they get everything, right? In the sense of maybe we do that now just because of the way shit was back when we were kids. At least if you're 35 and under, even 40, fuck it. Let's go with that. Um, You know, at least when I was a kid, I was like in a family of four. So it's like we didn't really get a lot of stuff all the time just because you had to like you had to spread the wealth, if you will. So when... The thing that I wanted all year fucking showed up. It was great, dude. It was like the greatest thing. And I've had like many gifts over the years that were like that took me by surprise. I was so stoked on that. I couldn't believe like, yeah, they listened. Yes. 
you know? I don't know if I was into the Santa thing, dude. Like, I, I guess I got to, I mean, I was a little bit, right? But I don't know when that went away for me. But I, look, all that I, all that mattered was that I fucking had the Stretch Armstrong, dude. It was, it was all Chris's dreams come true. I was stoked. And then there was that time you get to play with it for a little bit and then whatever. You don't even know where that thing's at anymore. It's in a landfill somewhere, just rotting away, just wondering where the years went. Sad, dude. But um, no, there was that one. There was the year me and my sisters all got one gift, and it was the Nintendo fucking 64, dude. That was great, too. I mean, we played Mario Tennis on it. It was, dude, that shit was a... uh, innovative machine at the time the nintendo 64 was the shit the graphics alone i mean would keep you inside for hours i mean donkey kong 64 diddy kong racing congress bad fur day 007 golden eye fucking see you later dude some of my best memories are hanging out at my friend's house who lived next door we'd play golden eye for dude sometimes the whole day it was so fucking fun like just figuring out who's going to win. I mean, it's obviously what Call of Duty has become now. But, like, there'd be a time where we would, like, play outside for a little bit. And then, dude, we just somehow spend all day playing Golden. I would see it go from day to night. And it was cool. It was fine. We were kids, dude. This It was fun for us. It just cracking jokes, making fun of each other. We'd play, like, fucking... Uh, my homie Pancho, aka Francisco, had like all the newest, all the newest fucking CDs that came out. Corn, you know, Limp Biscuit. There was you know, the Slipknot. He had all the newest shit that was coming out. Uh, Deftones. So we just play mute. We just listen to music, play these games. It was fucking great, dude. Core memories, right? So me and my sisters got a Nintendo sixty four. I was just stoked because the plan was, you know. Your boy had the plan. I was like, dude, they're girls. They don't love video games. But we needed to – I needed to sell it. Not really. I wasn't this ingenious back then. But it was like, dude, we get this thing. My sisters are going to fall off. They got other lives to do. You know, they were teenagers already. They were going into their late teens, you know. So I was like, they're not going to really want to focus on this shit. It was my little sister and me who really, like, took the bulk of the time of that. But – you know, man, it was great. It was that was a gift that I was so fucking. I couldn't believe we have the Nintendo sixty four, dude. Like, I don't even know what the prices were of that shit back then. Let's see, dude. Like, I feel like a lot of the prices don't really change. Like, I feel like that. Okay, I'm gonna take a guess right now. The Nintendo sixty four in what was it, nineteen ninety eight or something? Let's see how much it cost. How much did the Nintendo 64 cost? Perfect. Love Google for finishing that sentence for me. And also spying on all my data. Dude, $200. Okay, originally intended to be a price at $250. The console was ultimately launched at $199.99. And I love those prices, dude. The $199.99, it's the fucking you believe you're getting it for that one hundo. You can't believe it. Whoever came up with those price points, fucking those people are the real geniuses, dude. Because you're looking at it, you're like, dude, one ninety nine ninety nine. I got that today. I have ninety nine cents in my fucking pocket right now, and I also have the one ninety nine. Um, I gotta say that's fucking incredible, dude. 
that, and it came out in 1998. I gotta say, for a console in '98 to cost 200 bucks, that's incredible. I mean, what a PS5 is like a down payment on a house right now. Like, what the fuck is the cost on that? You know, but dude, 200 bucks—that's great. And it, it was for all four of us. Um, and I mean, dude, it was the it was the console to have, and that's—I don't even know where it's at right now. I think it's at my parents' house, just chilling, just. Still being a useful Nintendo 64, but nobody wants to play it. It's like, it's there. It, it probably still works, but it's just a Nintendo 64 in 2023, you know? Dude, but the, gra- I mean, fuck the graphics. You couldn't beat it back then. It was the shit, dude. I mean, what, Super Mario 64? That wasn't, pff, see you later, dude. That was a great one. Oh, what other ones, dude? There are some gifts as I got older, um... I mean, dude, some CDs. CDs are great. I like what else? There was like Game Boy games. A lot of lot of good shit along the years, man. It was just good. Oh, dude, this was the hitter. All right, getting an MP3 player, dude. Do you remember your first MP3 player? Those who do, like you know, obviously Gen Z or whatever. They they were on top of the iPod Nanos and iPod shuffles and ipod slim slender whatever they're called but dude an mp3 i remember i had this uh, my uh, my parents got me this mp3 player i was in the seventh or eighth grade i had to be in the eighth grade yeah and i mean dude up to this point it was the cd player and the struggle dude of the cd player i can't even go you know what sucked is that like this this is what happens to all technology, right? The CD player, it starts off as just it plays your disc, but don't you dare fucking move it an inch, dude, because it'll skip the shit out of it. It'll mess up your CD. You know what I mean? Don't let a feather fall on this compact disc player because it will just your fucking your chumba wumba CD just totally gone. But then as time went on, they made anti-skip and they made all these like pretty indestructible CD players and it was great. They cost 100 bucks, 80 bucks, whatever the cost was, people would buy them. They made like dude, they made armbands for your CD player, right? And they've done this with every piece with whether it was like the what was it, the tape player, the Walkman or whatever. Uh, all these things had uh, armbands cuz everybody likes to work out with music like who, you know, turns out a lot of people have been doing it through the years. But then, dude, the invention of the MP3 player was – it was a game changer, dude, because now you carried around this small device that you could play all your music. Well, hold on. At the time, this particular MP3 player, 100 songs. But, dude, 100 songs was a great changeup from like, fuck, what do I want to listen today? I got to choose one CD and hope I like it. That was the thing too, man. You had to listen to a CD even if you bought it for one fucking song. Like you would go buy a whole CD for one song and then you put it in your fucking CD player. You're like, okay, going to listen to this today. Hopefully I like all of the songs on here, which yeah, not a lot of them had a bangers on there. But what the MP3 player did, dude, was it like you didn't have to choose anymore. You just chose your, like, all I did was I chose my favorite hundred songs. And the thing, the cool thing was you can, 
You can delete some, put some in, like make room for some. It was great. Some of the files were smaller, so it didn't take up as much. Sometimes you could fit 113 songs, 105 songs, depending on how big the file was. Like It was great, dude. Getting this thing was the greatest. It was awesome. And I, uh, and I, dude, you know what? I was watching, I like to watch these like small little documentaries. There's some on Netflix. Um, let me see if I can find what it's called. But they have, they have a bunch of, it's like a little docu-series of like things that we don't, we use every day or used to use every day, but we don't know like where they came from. What's the story behind them? Like, like real quick, like GPS, right? Was initially a government tool right for obviously their planes tanks any sort of like vehicle or whatever then they released it to the masses as like only luxury vehicles got it um and then they took oh like uh boats i think also had it but i could be wrong about that but then they took it back dude they were like nah fuck that we're gonna just keep it military and then finally, they were just like, ah, you know what? We changed our mind again. We'll give it to the whole world, whatever. Uh, I mean, that's a crude explanation on <laughs> what actually happened. But um, let me see if I can find the name of the series here. Um, oh, okay, it's called History 101. And... Uh, so, yeah, they talk about, let me see, in season one, they got stuff like fast food, the space race, the rise of China, plastics, oil, the Middle East, robots, feminism, nuclear power, AIDS, genetics. Uh, season two, you got GPS. That's where, I, you know, I just told you about it. I'm on, I'm on this one right now, but they also have credit cards, psychedelics, bottled water, dating apps, lasers, home workouts, IVF. High fructose corn syrup, like shit. We shit that's all around us, but we don't really like give a second thought to, right? And so I was watching this one on the MP3 player, right? I was like, oh yeah, definitely, dude. Like that was the biggest thing, because you know every decade or so there's a new piece of technology that takes the the existing one out, and um, what was great about this was. The MP3 player, it it kind of kickstarted the piracy, uh, the piracy trend. You know what I mean? Like, and it basically um, it changed the way we listened to music. Paid for? I mean, we didn't even pay for music anymore. Like, I remember at one point walking into like a Walmart or some sort of CD store that had CDs in there, and thinking like, "Oh yeah, that's cool." You know what? I'm just gonna download this tonight. Like. It was that simple. Like, I had all the CDs, but then now you could, like, there was LimeWire, Napster was the OG. See, Nap, they talked about Napster in here being obviously the, the first peer to peer sharing where people would just share the files back and forth. And uh, this kind of like opened up the floodgates, right? For people to like basically listen to music for absolutely free. Dude, this was a great time. This was like, like in all so so I don't know what obviously what the record sales was what what it was like making money cuz you you look at a lot of old rock stars and because they got deals or percentages of 
CD sales, tape, cassette sales, vinyl sales, whatever it was, they were killing it, dude. Like, fucking rock stars were actually rich, right? And, or, or like, any sort of musical artist was actually rich because they were selling physical copies. It was the only way to get to listen to your favorite artist. But then here comes this peer-to-peer sharing. People are just sending files back and forth, dude, of all the current music, all, all all the old music, and it was absolutely free, dude, okay? And it was a great time. There was, I mean, I, I stuffed that MP3 with smaller files of other songs, so I was able to sneak in like 150 songs on this thing. It was great. I'd take it skating. It was so compact. It was the perfect tool, dude, that I could have ever asked for. It was the greatest. And then there was this, like, controversy where Metallica was basically at the forefront of all musicians kind of saying like, no, nah, this is shitty. You need to pay me for my music. Now, Metallica being Metallica. Well, let me say this. I think it was mainly Lars, dude. Lars, it seemed like was leading this. Not that the other people didn't want to, you know, not that James Hetfield or other guys in the band <laughs> didn't want this to happen, but it was at least me personally. I remember this happening. And I'm like, Oh, that's fucking, that sucks. Like Metallica is standing over. I get it like Britney Spears or Justin Timberlake or whoever the other, the it's of the time were. But Metallica, you think like, dude, these guys are fucking rock and roll. They're metal. Like you think they'd be totally about it. But then, I don't know, at least for me, you go like, oh yeah, but they're people too. And Lars probably has a fucking huge ass lawn. He needs to get cut. Like he, like Lars has a nut. You know what I mean? Like, uh, he's got a, a, a housekeeping nut that he has to keep up with every month. And because people are piracy their music, you know, Lars is losing that nut. He's like, what the fuck, dude? I put in these azaleas here and they're dying because I can't, I fucking have to fire my gardener because of fucking Napster. You know, he's he's pissed because he, obviously he just seems always pissed. And I remember thinking like, ah, it sucks. Like these are the guys that are fighting for it. Like maybe they thought there would be intimidating but they got a lot of backlash for it. Um, and I remember the, uh, you know, the, the the general consensus being like, dude, like, isn't it good that everybody's listening to your band? They're like, yeah, but they're getting it for free. And it's like, yeah, that does suck for you, but it's also great for us. Like, but th- this would change everything that we knew as getting music. This, it changed it. It curved it, right? So you have that, um, if you ever watch the social network, there's that scene where, of course, Justin Timberlake plays uh, Sean Parker, who created Napster, along with another guy. Uh, I don't know who the other guy is, but you know the name Sean Parker. You know, and, and in this scene, he's meeting Eduardo and he's meeting, uh, what's his name, Mark Zuckerberg at a restaurant. And Eduardo doesn't like Sean Parker, you can tell, but Sean Parker... Being the guy who he is, maybe in real life, maybe just for the movie, he leaves him on a one-liner where he's like, yeah, you didn't change the music industry or whatever. But then Justin as Sean goes like, well, yeah, can you go to Tower Records right now? Go buy a record. And at this time when Facebook was being developed, this has got to be like 2006, 2007, like people were still doing I – mean, this was the peak of like LimeWire, maybe even the Pirate Bay, uh, Bear Share that were as uh, – fuck, there was another one I can't think of, but like – he did. He he changed the way we were ever going to listen to music again. Like, nobody wanted to pay for that shit. It was, why pay for it? It's right there. You know what I mean? Like, 
dude, I, I don't know if this is self-incriminating or not, but, I mean, me and my sister downloaded so much fucking music, dude. It was – you could burn it on a CD. You have it, and that was your new fucking favorite album. Sure, the sales suffered, but get this. You think, like, it suffered a lot? No, they just lost, like, $2 billion the next year. Again, yes, that is a lot of money. But from a juggernaut like the music industry, it was barely a fucking sneeze. You know what I mean? It was probably more than that. I'm exaggerating. If you watch the doc, you know that all this is going to be, you know, this is all ad-libbed facts for you. But, like, very close to, you'll see, if you watch it, which you won't. But... So so Sean changes the fucking music industry, right? And and now you can't you don't want to buy music. Why am I going to buy it? It's right here. There's I'm going to bring up something you probably forgot to, but I have it just because I knew somebody who had one and I was like this is almost good, but it's not, you know? And I want to bring up the fucking Zune. Do you remember Microsoft Zune like Decent name. I'll give them like an. I'll give like a. No, I'll give them an eight on the name. Something you never fucking heard before. You're like, what the fuck is it? It was a brick MP3 player. Like, I think they called it the brick. Like, I remember uh, going to like Best Buy around that time and I was wanting one. Uh, it was. It was kind of cool because it had this sort of like. Like, yeah, it was like a soft touch mouse pad sort of. It was. It was kind of cool. And one of the things that it did that was different was if somebody had another Zune, which was fucking rare. Because if you knew one person with a Zune, you're like, okay, cool. Hopefully I find another fucking person out here in this world with a Zune. Which is, I, I never saw two people in the same room with a Zune. That's all I'll say. You know what I mean? But one of the thing, cool features that it had was that like if you were near somebody who also had this monstrosity, you would tap it on the top. And you could share songs like that. You could share music. That was super cool for like 2005. Uh, but the Zune, they did something different, but it wasn't ready yet, you know? So what the, what Microsoft or Zune or whatever, it was the same company, that was their product. What they did was they did a monthly subscription of all music, right? Which we know now as streaming. But this was early on. And I remember they used like an Africa... Bimbada beat like uh, Planet Rock that song I remember the, that commercial because I was like why would people pay monthly to listen to music when they can get? it was still that mentality we were still so ingrained at least I was I was like dude I'm never gonna pay for music I thought this shit was gonna last forever you know what I mean like the waterfall was flowing and we were all fucking drinking till we were full dude till our bellies were full we couldn't get enough. I mean, it was so many times you'd go on there. You're like, nah, I don't want to listen to that. I know that one just came out, but I'll wait on listening to that. We were we were spoiled. We were fat little piggies, dude, just consuming the music industry. It hated us. I mean, sales for them were low. They weren't making as much money because we were buying it. I mean, their concerts stayed the same. And a matter of fact, a lot of people got new fans because if they now, like back then, dude, if you wanted to, check out a band it was 20 bucks right you had to pay 20 bucks to get their body of work at that year and hoped you like it could you imagine dude i think i bought a couple duds every now and again you're like oh this is sick i don't know what this is gonna be like at all but i'm gonna buy it because my in my city we didn't have those like listening booths or anything like you know well they had they did have the testers but it gave you like 30 seconds 
And again, I don't think 30 seconds is going to give me enough time to judge if I like this whole album or not. But anyways, so, uh, yeah, people were just getting whatever they wanted. So I remember thinking, there's no way I'm going to pay. I mean, fucking, I was still young. I didn't have money to pay a monthly fee for for this new Zoom sort of streaming service. It was way ahead of its time, dude. And it it failed. The Zoom failed. They did another model, which was slimmer. Kind of still like a square, but it was it just didn't work. It was but because at the same time, dude, Apple came around and dropped the fucking their first iPod, which hold which held a thousand songs. It was game changing and knocked everybody was like, Zoom who? Zoom what? Like, what do you even say? It I mean, dude, Apple has done this in so many ways and so many products. If there's even a hint of them releasing a product, people will fucking, they can't wait to lose their minds, right? At a time when Apple was innovative, uh, now they're just fucking copying and pasting the shit from last year. But, so they dropped the, what, they dropped the iPod, uh, the iPod with a thousand songs. Dude, piracy through the roof, guy. A thousand songs. You can't even name a thousand songs right now. As as hard as you can, I don't care if you're a music lover. There's no way you could, I could, you could stand there, and just name a thousand songs. It's fucking possible. I couldn't. Like I, I'm pretty sure I've downloaded a thousand songs on my Apple Music now, but like that's taken me since 2015. So that's a lot. <clears throat> yeah, maybe it's not that hard. I don't know. But a thousand sounds like a lot. So <clears throat> that comes out game changer, obviously. But now Apple opens what the uh, the iTunes store. You can buy a song from the album, just one for ninety nine cents. But dude, still not worth it. Still not ready. We're still fucking kicking it high in the piracy land, dude. I'm telling you, it was good times. And then of course you'd run into your occasional fucking cranked at by Soldier Boy because he, I mean, in fucking another genius of his time. Just for this moment, though. This motherfucker saw the climb of of the piracy and he takes his song and he renames it whatever the top 100 billboard songs were at the time. Like whatever the top 10 was, like he said he would go and see what it was. If it was Beyonce, if it was Jay-Z, whoever was hot at the time, he would name, he would say like Jay-Z, blah, blah, blah. People go like, oh yeah, I want that new Jay-Z song. They download it and they would get cranked at by Soldier Boy, and it was like the first kind of like the troll, right? But but he was trying to do it to get some money. I mean, to get some notoriety, which it obviously fucking worked. Because I mean, <laughs> regardless of what you want to say, at least the guy got a house from it. You know what I mean? Like I don't care his jewelry's fake. Everything he does is kind of whack and fake. But look, I can't hate, dude. He bought a house. You know what I mean? And if he's Paid it off or even still being able to afford it. I, you got to give him that. You know, he has a car. You, you know, he's not extremely broke, at least that I know. So this worked out for him. This motherfucker saw. It's like few moments in history where shit like this works out, right? It's like this guy saw the potential. He's like, well, dude, people are going to download music anyways. Let me just hide my song. underneath." I mean, I got. I don't know how many times I got Soldier Boy. Do you know what I mean? Like it was just. I want this song. You, Craig Desmond, you. And it's like, to this day, I hear that song. I just think of LimeWire. I think of 
about to download a song that I like some fucking rare Blink-182 demo and I get fucking Soldier Boy, dude. Like it was it was great. It was great for him. He just anybody everywhere heard that song and then somehow they found him and he got his deal. So it's like so many things from just like the invention of this MP3 player came from this, you know. Apple starts the iTunes store. People still don't want to pay for that 99 cent. I mean, it's weird, right, to pay 99, like a dollar for a song. Like if I was in public and somebody's like, hey, do you want this song? It's it's this is a file. I'll give me a dollar. And you can have this song. It's still kind of weird, right? But it's kind of easier. Like, yeah, here, fucking here's a dollar. Fuck off. Like, I'll take the file, whatever. But like you're looking at the iTunes store. You're like, ah, is this song worth a dollar? <laughs> like, dude, that's the way I would think. I'd be like, is this fucking do I want this song for a dollar of my money? You know, do I want ice cubes? Today was a good day for a dollar, you know, and sometimes they'd have sales songs like 50 cents or, oh, shit, I'll buy that. I mean, it's 50 cents, you know, <laughs> I wonder if 50 cent was ever 50 cents, like any of his songs that be, you know, I'd chuckle a little bit at that, um, dude, but then fucking first on the scene, Spotify comes through and is like, I don't know. It's from Europe, dude. So like, oh, we've come up with a new way to listen to music. We think that everybody wants 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 to stream music. You know, I don't know. They're from they're from the, they're the Dutch or whoever Norway whoever came up. They're like, dude, you can have the whole library for at the time maybe six bucks, five bucks. I don't know what the prices were, but for me, dude, like you're talking about piracy kicks off and like. 2004 let's just say maybe around that time i had been doing piracy all up to like 2012 maybe and then a lot of the sites get shut down uh there's no more there there was like the one that was hanging on was the pirate bay but then sometimes that wasn't good i don't know and then finally and this is the weird thing dude i remember thinking about this Uh, like uh spotify came out in let me see. See if I can find it really quick. When did Spotify come out? Let's see. 2008. So, dude, it's really early. That's It was, I was about to fucking, or did I already? I already graduated high school. So the end of high school, but the piracy sites are still up and flowing on uh, up until 2012 again. But I remember, dude, around this time, Spotify is obviously getting bigger. There's Pandora Music. There's, uh, what was the other one? Ugh. I forget the other one. Shit. The, these sort of like streaming sites are coming up. And and then all of a sudden you get like Apple Music. You get Tidal, Jay-Z, and a bunch of other artists like uh, streaming service. Um, I think they came in like 2010 or something. And it didn't last that long. Uh, but I start to notice, I'm like, man, like, isn't it funny that the way they crack down on all these piracy sites, all of a sudden the rise of these other ones you have to pay for are like there. And it almost made me think like, man, did they strategically take these things down so that they could launch their own products? Cause I mean, dude, Apple at that time, billion dollar company doing fucking numbers. They released the iPhone destroys everything in the competition. They're do. Dude, you couldn't touch Apple at this point. Like anything they put out, people were buying. Didn't even care about the price. They had to have it. So they're doing numbers. 
It's a great time. They release Apple Music. Shit, I sign up and for the first time I'm paying for like legit legal music, quality. I mean, not everybody's library is on there, but you know, it's it's for the most part. You have every single song ever made, even from the smallest, indiest artists, labels, whatever, it's on there. And dude, all of this through the rise of just this one device that got created. And that was probably the fucking coolest <laughs> Uh, one of the best Christmas presents ever because it was this thing that like, I mean, dude, it it became listening to music. It made listening to music easier, better, and doing the things I wanted to do. It was great, dude. And I've had every iteration of that. You had the MP3. And then you had like better MP3s because the MP3 stuck around for a while before Apple introduced. Well, first off, too, you couldn't, first iPod was pretty fucking expensive. But then, oh, dude, I copped the fuck the iPod video, dude. That was, I worked all summer one year, saved up all my money. It was my, it was my, all my money from the summer, and I bought the iPod video, dude, because the school was starting. I could download all these songs, which I did all, and I still have it, dude. It's somewhere here in this house, and um, I find it every now and again. I'm like, man, turn on. I don't even have the old charger. Uh, to to turn it on, but uh, dude, I just remember like now I could walk the halls, you know, and just listen to music. Put a put a soundtrack to my life. It was great. That thing, the MP3, greatest invention, changed the music industry forever. Uh, it sucks for the bands, but I mean, dude, you got you got more fans out of it sometimes. And I mean, now I think because even now uh, artists are like fighting to get like more out of what they get paid out of Spotify and Apple and all these other stream uh, st- music streaming services. So, but I don't know, man, it, it's kind of tough. Cause it's like, it's hard for me to feel sympathy for actors and musicians. I mean, I appreciate their art. We, we use their art in every single way, like w- what to, to get out feelings or to, you know, and it sucks that they got a shit deal on this, but it's like, it sucks because most of those people aren't really making those decisions, right? Like a lot of the bands can't make decisions in the greater good of the band. It's the labels. So when a company comes to the labels, like, hey, we'll pay you guys this much just to give us a song. I guarantee you the last thing I talked about was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, what is my talent going to get, all right? What are my guys who put out the music? What are they going to get? I hope they get a fat cut. No, they're like, dude, you can't even... It sucks that they 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 made an increment, but it's like a third of a penny. That fucking sucks. <laughs> you know, maybe even less than that. They're like, it's one eighteenth of a penny is what they get. You're like, damn, out of a penny, you can't even give them the full fucking penny. We're talking, like, even if if I start a streaming service called like fucking Plays for Pennies, dude. Like, I would give the artist a penny. Okay, maybe it would cost me a lot of money. Sure. But it's like you can't give them the full fucking penny. You can't give Lit a penny when somebody plays uh, <laughs> Ziploc or My Own Worst Enemy. You can't give Eve Six a penny when somebody plays Inside Out. You can't give the Crystal Method. Uh, and I only bring that name up because me and my homie were talking about that group. Or Fat Boy Slim a penny when somebody plays, uh, uh, what's that song called? I'll have to save you or some shit like that. Whatever it's called. Like, give them a fucking penny. What are we doing here? But I know now a lot of the um, money making is done on the back end, obviously. We've seen with fucking Taylor Swift becoming a billionaire just on tour. 
in the most disrespectful way. People behind the stage like, I fucking love being here. This is great. It's worth a $1,000, man. But I guess that's where they tipped the scales, right? They were like, fuck it. These guys have gotten away with so much free music. It's time to tax that ass. We're getting all that CD money back, dude. (laughs) And they are, man, because these tickets are going crazy right now just to see your favorite artist. That's that's their revenge, though, dude. That's they're getting all that money back they should be getting over these years, and I don't doubt that, dude. I honestly don't like. That makes the most sense to me. Is that like they intentionally set this up so that we pay all that CD money back, dude? This next thing, dude, it has almost nothing to do with nothing, but it was just something I observed and I couldn't. I was like, I was waiting for the, I was waiting for it to be revealed that, I I don't know, look, anyways, uh, there's this skateboarder, right, he, uh, I saw him on Instagram, and I was like, dude, this guy is like a 60-year-old, and he's shredding, I was kind of misled, because he had all white hair, he had like an all white hair, all white beard, and he just looked older, But I think the guy is like maybe late 30s, early 40s. And uh, but, dude, he was ripping nonetheless. Like his style was good. It was it was awesome. And like people daily or weekly were like sending this dude encouragement, uh, tagging sponsors to sponsor him. Your boy was guilty of it because he looked like he would kill it on this one brand called Weekend. I was like, dude, flow this guy. Like, what the fuck? Uh, and I think they actually responded to it. I think the the owner was down, and I forgot his name right now. But it, you know, let's just say that's the way it went. Anyways, fast forward a little bit. Um, he gets put on by Tony Hawk. He, uh, there's like this video. I'm sorry, there's like a photo he posts that Tony Hawk actually sent him like a bunch of decks, and and okay, it was like okay, cool. Like you know what I mean, birdhouse. Regardless, they're showing love. That's awesome. You know, they had to, you were on the same team as Heath Kitchart, uh, unfortunately, Steve Barra, Tom Green. You know, you had fucking uh, who was on there? Uh, Justin Figueroa was on there before he left Baker, and he was a fucking absolute killer. Like, there's been legends, right? So it it is a good thing, and of course, I mean, fucking Birdhouse. It's like it's a staple. They've never sold out to uh, sold out to Walmart. You know, at least as much as I know, but it was great. Anyways, I'm telling you all this because this guy is kind of on the come up. And I uh, saw he he posted this video. Now, he's from Paris. He's a Parisian, right? And what we know about Paris, right? It's the food. It's the fashion fucking capital of the world is what we're told. So we believe it. So on and so forth. I don't know. I've never been there. Closest I've been to Paris is a place somewhere in Texas. And that's it. So. He posts a video, he's on the come up, he's, he's, uh, he goes to this like encampment of like homeless people, right? And he's giving shoes because it's cold out and these people don't have shoes. Now, these people, dude, the quote homeless in Paris guy, I'm telling you right now, dress better than half this country, straight up, dude. These guys were in fucking, they... Didn't look homeless to me. I got to be honest with you. Yeah, they were on. They were homeless in the streets of Paris. But like, what is homeless in Paris? Like, it is. It seems like a very lavish, expensive city already. So like, when they recycle their old shit, is their old shit like Gucci and fucking 
Hermes and all these higher brands, like these guys did not look homeless. They looked better than most people here that are like making it. Like, <laughs> they're like, let me check the check, dude. They looked like, I mean, besides the fact that they were under a bridge living in a tent, these motherfuckers looked clean. Their clothes were like, if not two years behind, but minimum, you know what I mean? Like, they weren't fucking wearing smaller clothes with their guts hanging out, dirty. I mean, God, these guys look like they had fucking order in their homelessness, you know? And who knows, dude, maybe the fucking fashion brands are like, look, we were going to sell these, but I think we need to give these to the homeless. I I know about the place underneath the bridge somewhere. I'll just drop off our latest, whatever they did sell for us, we'll drop them off right there for them. Dude, because they looked fucking i mean the clothing was just it it just threw me for a little i was like damn dude i mean that's the way it's gotta look right if you're like one of the richest cities in europe i mean you host a lot of like very rich elegant people parties events i mean it's got to trickle down to the poor right like eventually right because it's like and like that's another thing homeless people here right what are they gonna do dig through garbage cans what are they gonna find like uh, old McDonald's, fucking Burger King, a lot of fast food. Tr- Dude, what is like homeless people eating? They're like, oh, yes, I found the uh, baguettes and uh, I, I also found the uh, <laughs> a three trees ravioli that they just threw away in the trash. You know, they, they've got fucking wines from like 100 years ago that people didn't finish. Like, I was just, it was just a trip, dude, to see because I was like, damn. That's crazy. I mean, shout out to the dude giving back. You know, he was giving them all their old shoes that he didn't, that he was uh, done skating through, which is kind of like, you know, I'm done with these. It, it didn't take too much. But still, his heart was in the right place. It's all good. He rips. He's cool. Uh, hope nothing for the best for the guy. But it was just a trip, dude, to see, like, homeless people kind of not looking homeless. You know what I mean? And, you know, Europe, dude, they've got all this fucking, like, free healthcare. they probably got a program where people can go get a fucking nice hot shower if you're homeless whatever whatever the case is you know and um i mean i'm not saying that like people don't camp in paris but interesting that they got tents you know do people camp in paris do people camp in europe i know that's stupid there there are beautiful places that i see on instagram dude the only place i'm gonna be able to see these fucking places where they're like you know, people open their door and it's like, oh, I live on a mountain with an amazing view. The sun is peering over in the clouds as I enjoy a cup of coffee. I fucking trekked 10 miles for to even have, you know. So I get it. People do camp in Europe, but I just feel like, I don't know. Do they sell tents in Europe? <laughs> Obviously, these people have them, but just just like I don't think of tents in Europe as like a thing. I feel like they they don't do that, you know. They, uh, from what I hear, it just seems like these people just like to, you know, be in coffee shops and and dine in the finest restaurants and shit. Dude, I gotta. <clears throat> I, I'm like, you know, I, I don't know if I've told you this, but I'll fall, I'll unfollow people if like what they post is like something I can't take anymore, right? And. uh you know, and it's mainly just like, it's just shit. I don't see the point in posting. Like, make it a story. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mind you posting, but just make it a story. Is it is it worth your wall? Is it worth me scrolling through Instagram to see? I don't know, right? I'm an idiot. Don't listen to me. But that's just what I prefer. 
like if a guy, if I'm following a, a, a guy, right, he's a friend and maybe, and he posts too many selfies of himself on his, like, I'm like, I'm done. I'm out. I'm just, I'll see you. Like, if that's the only content you got, I'm out. You know, I don't expect, you know, you to breathe fire, anything like that. I don't know. It's fine. Do what you do. But like more than, I don't know, five selfies on your fucking Instagram. I'm just like, I'm out. I'll see you later. And I'm joking, obviously, but in in rare cases, like, this kind of shit happens, you know? So anyways, look, um, one of the things I'm tired of seeing on on Instagram is this. People will post their fucking problems online, right? Ben, this is nothing new. People have been doing this, I mean, since they could figure out they could do this, you know? And and it's kind of, you know, lack of a better words sad dude it is sad like so recently i've seen you know that there's it's okay i'll just say it. it's fucking women dude i've seen women posting so much about their situations or their relationships and they're crying in cars and they're explaining what do you do we discuss it what are we doing as a society where we got to do that like and, dude, I'm over this battle of the sexes type shit to where it's like, girls have it hard because of this. No, actually, guys have it hard because of this. How about this? How about let's fucking quit this shit because I'm, I'm, I'm really tired of hearing it. Because, look, it's not man versus woman or woman versus man, whatever. It's like humans, we exist on a plane of constant suffering. <laughs> you know what I mean? And... Like, I guess what the Barbie movie was this huge, like, you know, stand up for women, make everybody. But do you think that's going to change anybody's life or mind? You know what I mean? People go to the movies to be entertained and they probably were with this movie. And then underlying through all this is like a message, right, about like how hard women have it to be perfect, but also can't be perfect and yada, yada, yada. I get it and I understand it. Because I am a human and I also feel the suffering and the crushing responsibility of trying to be perfect, but also not. And, you know, you can't have too much, but you shouldn't. I don't know, whatever. You know, you know the struggles, okay? And I, <laughs> I'm done, dude. I'm done. So if I see anybody, which the good thing is I'm a normal person and I follow normal people, you know, it uh, respectively, like around me. They're not posting a lot about their problems. I mean, sometimes somebody will get on to tell a funny story. I love that. Fucking give me a funny story. I'll watch that shit all day. You know what I mean? Or if, like, uh, your problem ended up being funny, again, always good. As long as it's funny, I think. Like, But if your message is to, like, I've seen this one video of this bitch, dude. She's talking about that she got married young. She had a kid young with this guy. She got married. She didn't want to get married but she was married to the perfect guy, and but she wasn't in love with him. So her message was like, it's okay to leave the great guy, the perfect guy, right? Okay, cool. You want that to be your message? That's fine, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you want to encourage girls to be like, hey, if you're not happy 100%, because you should realistically be happy every single day of every single part of your life, which is the same as being scared 100% and 100% of your day, you know? It's like, dude, it's just like feelings are a spectrum, dude. You have 
many of them that you can use throughout the day. But to think to yourself, in life, I have to be 100% happy all the time. That's that's chaotic. And that is insane to me, dude. You'd be like the fucking Joker. You know what I'm saying? Like, the Joker is, is you know, he is madly insane. He thinks everything is funny. And the smile would tell you that he's happy, but he's not. He's fucking mentally unstable, right? Being happy, I think that is, that's not even possible. Your body regulates all that shit, the serotonin and whatever the other serotonin. It's like, there's a regulation to it, dude. Now, the ultra sad all the time, you know, not being able to come up for that, that's the real thing. You know what I mean? Because you could be uh, clinically depressed. There is, your body is not sending that other mood you need, right? There's no lack of sadness. Your body's not like, damn, I ran out of that sadness shit, you know? Well, guess you're going to have to be 100% happy. Like, where are the diagnosed people who are like, I'm clinically happy. I uh, I love everything, everything I try, every food, every drink, every person I meet, every situation I'm in. I fucking love it. It is torturous. I can never give a bad review. I can never tell anybody I didn't, I didn't like something. My hell is that I am 100% happy. You know what I mean? It doesn't, it's not real. So why do people get confused? Or not, not confused, but why do they mistake it for like, in your life, if you're not 100% happy in every aspect of your life, you are failing or you're being left behind. That's not the case. And this girl's story, she put it out there. So that's why I'm talking about it. Her agreement was she put her business out there so that I could dump on this shit because I don't care that she left a good guy. This isn't a fight for good guys. Fuck that. I could give a shit. I don't know her life. But my thing is like, if you're going to say that because you're not 100% happy with this one aspect that it's that you are going to be happy after the fact. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't make sense to me. You know what I mean? It sounded like everything she was listing, I was like, damn, that sounds like a great life. Okay, she didn't want that. Whatever she wanted, I hope she found, right? Good on her. She's like, I left a good husband and I, uh, uh, I took a child with me so to make him suffer even more. Great, right? So with that being said, I go, okay, this chick posts this on here. I guess, what does she think she's doing? She's giving a message to, to other women like, hey, if you're having one bad day and, and you're not that happy, leave that shit. You know what I mean? And dude, you could, people, again, dude, do whatever the fuck you want. I don't care, right? But I, I'm getting tired of this narrative that like we have to be 100% happy, dude. I don't think that's possible. It's just not, dude. When you go into a haunted house, you're gonna you're gonna feel scared, right? You're gonna feel nervous. You're gonna feel on edge. You're gonna maybe feel like even a bit of anxiety. That's good. That's right. Those feelings are in the appropriate area for that thing, right? When you maybe go on a vacation, you're excited. You're nervous. You're anxious. Again, all very appropriate feelings for that situation. Okay. You're out at night in the dark in a place you've never been before. You don't know the town. You don't know the people. And you're scared. Again, appropriate feeling, right? Now, you just wake up from work. I mean, wake up. I'm sorry. <laughs> you wake up from work. You wake up and, you know, things aren't that great. But you're continuing. You're going on. You know, you woke up. You live in another day. You go to work. 
kind of a shit day, right? Whatever. You, you make it home on your drive home. You, you pick up food. You, you go see your family. Now, was that the happiest day of your life? Probably not, right? It was just a mundane another day, right? And you'll probably have another, uh, you'll have a happier day somewhere down the line, whatever, maybe more than once. And it'll be for that appropriate scenario. What I'm saying is, what I think it is, is like people, we are getting so used to, we, we hate the mundane and we, and we, we see that other people we believe are living lives, right? On the internet, we see this and we go like, damn, I have to work all the fucking time and they get to have fun. What the fuck are they doing? And dude, I'm here to tell you, it's not your life. It's okay, dude. Your life is your life. Your circumstances are your circumstances. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, you didn't grow up in a wealthy family, so you didn't go to Aspen on vacations every year, or you probably at all. You probably went to the to the city closest to you. You went to their theme park, and that's what your parents could do, and that was great to you too. It's not till we got older we start realizing, like, oh, like I don't know if you remember when you realized, like, either you had money. Or your friends had money. Do you, do you remember that? You know what I'm saying? That that era, that point in time where you go like, like it, it was almost like they, somebody took glasses off you and you're like, holy shit, my friend's rich. Or like what you, what you assume to be rich. Or maybe shit, wherever you're listening to this, you probably had super rich friends. Because, dude, I too just realized like the rich neighborhoods of my city are like dog shit in other cities. You know what I'm saying? They got real money. You know what I mean? It's like I might think this two-story house in the richest part of my, of my town is incredible, but that's like the fucking – that's like the starting house at, at some other mansion like Houston or Dallas or wherever, you know? It ain't shit. So it's like you take those goggles off and you're like, oh, fuck, man. Like shit is different, you know? But that's okay. You know what I'm saying? Your circumstances aren't his and that's okay. Some people grew up going, doing extraordinary things. Like, dude, what I heard – uh, I knew this guy who he was like, yeah, I would go to like New York and stuff. Where I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? How did you go to New York when you were a kid? I was like, I would like to save up to go to New York as an adult, but like, it, it, but it's just different. It's just crazy. You know what I'm saying? And and there's nothing wrong with that in either lane, you know, because you can't be mad at this dude. He was just a kid. His family had money and they just did that. Right. And you can't be mad at, upset at yourself because your parents had their circumstance, but you still had a good life regardless, right? I'm just talking in generalizations. I'm not talking about people who obviously might have had a horrible shit life. I'm not talking about you, but, you know, uh, you're included. How about that? I'll include you. But it's crazy, man. I, I, I see these things in people online. I don't give them any... I see that and I'm like, dude, why did you think it was a good idea to put this shit online, you know? And and before you you cast the stone, I know that having a podcast is kind of similar to the same thing, but I'd like to say it's kind of not because you got to come here on your own, you know, volition if that's the right word, and and come here and listen to me, right? You but you could turn me off, you know, and like these people, I go like you put that out there, and what's crazy is. Instagram, TikTok, all these platforms now, they offer the ability to like record a video, even if you delete it, even if you're embarrassed by that shit, which you kind of should be, you know, putting your business out there claiming that you, that it's okay to leave a good guy. It's a, you're sending out a signal to other women 
to be like, hey, you got a good guy. Leave him. It's okay. You know, as if you're getting, as if you're helping, dude. Shut the fuck up. You don't know anything about people's like relationships. But people can record your shit. Uh, what do they call it? Do edit. And like, oh, real quick, side note, I hate when people duet shit and they're not saying anything. They're just pointing to the screen on the side of them and nodding their head. Like if, don't just post a video. Get out of there. I don't need you there. I can hear what they're saying. And if I agree with it, I'll nod my head and point to them. But if not, I don't need your like extraness of like, are you guys hearing this? Listen up. They're putting their fucking fingertip to their ear like, pay attention. It's like, no, dude, I hear what they're saying. I'm an adult on the internet. I'm fine, dude. Like, shut the fuck up. Stop doing that duet shit. It pisses me off. <laughs> like, if I can't see what they're saying, whatever. You, you get it. So anyways, um, you know, this person might be embarrassed by it, so they'll delete it. But, dude, it's too late. Internet's got it. It's there. Somebody recorded it. And now, like, a fucking... You'll have people either on the uh, on the side of like men, like like uh, a page where it's just like making fun of women like this, right? Or uh, another page of women making fun of women like this, and there's a page for women standing up for women like that. You know, it goes all routes, right? And it's out there. You could do the same for this podcast. That's true, but again, you'd have to come here and check it out. It's a, it's not on the same platform. You know, you you have to really go out of your way to do it. Plus, actually, plus, I will never divulge anything I don't feel comfortable talking about, especially like, you know, my personal life shit. Because if I want to make it your business instead of mine, I would. But sometimes I don't. And if I do, it's again, it's it's something I saw funny out of it. You know, something I can laugh at, and 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 that's it. You know, I would never intentionally tell somebody like you got a good girl she she's doing everything dude leave her if you're not 100 happy no dude like relationships are complicated enough it's it's complicated just to be a human you know fuck all the other shit that comes with being a, a woman being a guy it, it's all the suffering is equal but one side always wants to say like i'm suffering more no i'm suffering more and Fuck, dude, I swipe past those things so much now, but this video, it caught my attention, and I was like, this is fucking sad. Like, you shouldn't be doing this. Like, you hey, express your opinion all day, you know what I mean? I don't give a shit. It, But to think that that's good advice or to think that you are helping somebody, I don't think you are, you know? And that's my opinion on that, you know? Um but yeah, dude, I, like, we got to cut this fucking battle of the sexist shit out, dude. Like, who gives a shit, okay? If you're a girl and you want to play bas- play basketball, okay? Are they going to let you in the NBA? Probably not. I don't know. I didn't set up the NBA. You're getting mad at an institution that was set up years ago, you know, that had their own rules in a different time. And they were like, hey, well, let's not kind of change shit. You know what I mean? I mean, shit, dude, basketball players would punch each other in the fucking face and barely get a foul back in the day. Like, what are you talking about? And the same goes with football, right? Football, I don't know if a girl would ever play in the NFL, right? They got fucking 300-pound, 400-pound linemen, dude, that would completely... I mean, dude, guys are getting fucked up on the field. Broken knees, broken fucking leg goes behind their head. You know what I'm saying? And so I don't know if they would ever allow women in the NFL, right? 
But is it a bad thing? Like, do you love football that much? Do you love the sport that fucking much? I, you know what I'm saying? Do you want to be a pro football player as a woman? Like, okay, well then start a league and fucking show with the bet. You know what? It, it, it's all it's all bullshit, dude. Like, it really is. Like the, the, this fight of we're better. No, we're better. Well, you wouldn't have this without us, and you wouldn't have this without us. It's like, dude, we all collectively work fucking together to make all this shit happen. Okay, it's a team effort. Everybody's got to show up for shit to get done. It's not like because I'm here, you get to coast back. It there's everybody plays a fucking part. You know that's the main point. Everybody plays their position and what they need to do, except for the fucking freeloading pieces of shit taking off my taxes and eating on me. Fuck that. Fuck those people. Okay, but for the other people that are at least showing up to do some shit, we're all pulling our weight, dude, in some way or another. I'm just tired of this constant, like, women are better. Real quick, dude, last last thing on this one. Uh, I saw a clip where this guy was going up to girls in uh, whatever, in a, uh, let's say, a Chicago and New York, a very populated metropolis area. And he's like, do we need men? You know, oh, dude, set up punch fucking answer of a question. I'm sorry, set up punch of a question because it's like, you know these girls being recorded on a microphone are going to say no. Like, that's the easiest thing to come by. They're going to say no because to them, it's an easy answer, right? Fine. Let them fucking say that, dude. But it's just like that documentary thing they did about if all Mexicans left L.A., right? I think specifically L.A. I don't know if it was for America, but shit would shut down, dude. There's a lot of fucking Mexicans in this country, and I know people don't like them because they're not here legally, so whatever, whatever, that's a whole other story. But it's like, dude, if we were gone, a lot of shit will come to a halt, dude, okay? And the same thing for if there wasn't, if we didn't need men, or if we didn't need women. There'd be a lot of shit on both sides, is all I'm trying to say. Thank you for listening to the rant that I haven't done in a while, but, you know, appreciate you listening. All this to really quickly, I, I meant to, like preface my topic with with that first part of the that girl going and expressing her feelings the only reason i brought it up is because there's this guy and I, and I followed him i would get like suggestions of him on instagram through um what do you call it like the discovery page the little magnifying glass whatever you call that and um he does this incredible thing this is what i i think is the best part about the internet and if you want to share your experience, right? Because I'm not saying you shouldn't sh- go online and share your experience of, of anything. But this whole like <sighs> giving advice to, to, to people that is it clearly worked for you, but it, it might not work for the other. That's all I'm saying, right? But when people share an experience, I think that's worth it. And, and this is what I mean. Like, so this guy, he sets up a table. He sets up a fishbowl with like no uh, with pencils, paper, and a sign that says like, "Tell me something you wish you would have said," or "Tell what's the nicest thing anybody ever told you," or "What's the worst thing somebody's ever told you?" Right? Give me a good experience. Give me a bad experience. Right? And so what you, you know, he shows people writing in the bowl, and then he'll proceed to um, read some of them. Right? But he does like one one a day or one a week, right? He he uh, he'll post what somebody says, and dude, some of these, right? You go, damn, there is like love in this world, you know? Because some people have been told the nicest things or have had the nicest gestures done upon them. You go, damn, there is love in this world, and there are people who care, you know, and that's great. But then you get 
what is the worst experience or what's the worst thing that's ever happened to you or been told to you. And you go, fuck, man, they're suffering just like me. You know what I mean? Or they've got the same problems as me or or I can identify with that. And I think that's the best part of the internet. Like if I could just cherry pick and say like, let's keep this part of the internet and put it somewhere safe, you know, I, w- I would because it, it's good because it's like people are, are are like, you've had experiences that have crushed you. I don't care who you are. It has happened to you, whether it was a relationship, a, a best friend, uh, a family member. If you're human, you've you've had them. You can't be a human and say like, no, nothing interesting or, or heartbreaking has ever happened to me. Like you're you're full of shit. Then you've either been locked in a room for your whole life, or you're not a human. You're an alien, obviously. And so he reads some of these dude, and and one of them fucked me up, dude, so bad. Because I was like, "There's how does this guy go on living? Some days, I, I've got the hard days, right? I've got the hard mental days, hard whatever whatever they may be. But then I read, I, I hear this guy read this guy. I, I don't remember a lot, but I, I remember I, uh, I kept a few in my head. And one of them was this. He goes, when I was in high school, I had this girl I was in love with. And she cheated on me with my brother, right? And you go, oh, fuck, man, that sucks. He goes, then... I find the love of my life and I marry her. She cheats on me with my brother the night of our wedding or some shit. Dude, I go, holy shit. Fuck the bro. I mean, dude, I mean, like when you talk about family feud, when you talk about like cutting somebody off for the rest of your fucking life, even though they're a family member, that is so justifiable. I'm like, fuck that brother. You know what I'm saying? Which all his girlfriends did and or his wife, you know. With no problem, obviously. And he goes like, who the fuck was his brother? Like, Brad Pitt? Like, what is this? You know what I'm saying? Like, who is this brother that he's just like, hey, what's up? Want to fuck me or something? You Like, what is the conversation that, and then, and then poor guy, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's heartbroken by this girl in high school. Then he finds his love of his life to him. Obviously, she was just like, I guess I'll get married. I'll I'll leave the good guy, you know, <laughs> and he fu- she fucks his brother, dude. Like, oh, so cr- like, and that guy hopefully is still alive. If he is, dude, fucking congratulations. I mean, you, if life gave you like badges, dude, I would give you. If I was life, I'd be like, dude, you fucking got the. I don't know how the fuck I'm still alive. Badge, you know, like you got it, bro. Like, move on, like. Holy shit, you know, and then there's, um, you know, there's other stories of uh, heartbreak where, you know, people were friends and they uh, they told another friend how they felt about them. And, and some of them got like uh, the the worst answers back. There was others like um, um, about breakups, how like they didn't want to break up to happen, but it did. And or, or somebody said something to them like, um, like, uh, I don't know. Uh, I can't think of one of them they said now, but you know, just like very heart question shit that stays with you. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, dude, it, it's a trip. Like, see, I appreciate that side of it, you know, cause people are still giving their experiences. They're not giving their opinions on their experiences. They're just giving you the facts. It's just like, look, this happened to me and I live with this, you know? And, and that's great, dude. I think that's great because like, 
it's not about listening to it and then thinking like, oh man, then I have it fucking great. No, no, no. It's not about that. It's just about like understanding no matter who you are, no matter male, female, whatever, uh, it's human, dude. It's human existence. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's what it is. And it sucks that a lot of the time we can't see that. And we go like, no, because I'm Hispanic, I have it hard, harder than these other people. It's like, dude, I mean, everybody's got it. It's it's just, that's just the way it is. Suffering has no preference, dude. You know what I mean? Like, like, sure, you could say that because some people have a lot of money, maybe they're not suffering. But, they, you know, there is. There's, I mean, how many rich and famous people have fucking killed themselves for reasons unknown? You think, like, damn, they, but why would they do? You know, the, the, idiot, the most idiotic thing I heard was that, like, uh, when, uh, fucking who was it? It was, like, Robin Williams or somebody, like, right before then was, like, why would he do that? He was so rich and famous. It was, like, that's the most idiotic fucking thing anybody could say it's like so because he has money and because a lot of people know who he is he shouldn't he shouldn't kill himself you know what i'm saying like no he he was battling depression or some sort of mental anguish that he couldn't deal with anymore and he thought himself the best way to do it was to end his life like he wasn't like oh i'm gonna leave all this fucking money behind dude who's gonna fucking take this no dude you didn't give a shit about that he's like you know, like it, it was torture, and he and he did that. So it's like, I, I I appreciate what this guy does. I think it's cool. Uh, again, I don't fucking prep for the podcast at all. Maybe when we are less grassroots, I can, um, um, you know, have more research done on it. But if if I find it, I'll I'll post it when I post the, uh, uh, what do you call it? When I post the uh, Instagram post the story post uh about fucking i can't even think about it um when i post about the the podcast going live you know when it's up i'll i'll see if i can tag the guy in there it's a fucking it's cool man because it's it's refreshing to get to understand like hey dude you're because you think it's all happening to you you think the li- like life is coming down on you you think it's only you and and everybody's having a good time nah man like it's fucking happening to everybody in their own way Every day, <laughs> you know, what I mean, the fact that we all wake up and just go like, all right, fucking let's do this again. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Uh, and, it, and it takes a lot, dude. So first off, like, fucking congratulate yourself. You're still here. You're fucking another day doing it. You know, that's cool. You know, you could at least think that as being like, well, fuck, man, I got up and I, and I did it again today. You know, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Like. Because it is fucking hard out here, man. It's, uh, you know, and I don't know. But uh, I, I saw I saw this and uh, I saw that guy and I was like, that's I, I, that's something cool that needs to be talked about more. You know what I mean? Not people just saying like, you know, leave your good situation because you're not 100% happy. You know, that's I think that's complete bullshit. I think you're never going to be 100% happy, man. It's impossible to, 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 to think about that. Like, would you, I know I've already said it all before in, uh, earlier, but it's just like, really think about that. Could you be, I think there is, I think there's a great deal to, uh, I think there's a great thing to be said about content. You know, people think content is bad. They're like, uh, what do they say? Oh, you're just going to settle. You're going to settle. Yeah, dude. What, what were the people who fucking came here from another country? Settlers, dude. They settled. They were like, we came here, and uh, this looks good, so let us 
kill and murder everybody who's currently here first, and then we'll settle, you know? So why is settling so bad? Why is being content with what you got so bad? You know, it doesn't have to be, man. Find the good in in that and you'll be fine, guy. You can't be this sort of like ecstasy or sort of like up here, 100% serotonin, you know, happy every day. It's just not possible, man. Come on. Think about it. So. I don't know, man. Look, so I, again, appreciate you for the for listening to the rant. If you if you learned anything, that would be a first on the show. And if you didn't, well, then it's just another app, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna wrap up the pod <laughs> on that note, but um, well, no, you know what? An extra note, real quick, just because I'm curious. And uh, you know, I don't know if you listen to this in a car. Or in your headphones, but if you're listening to this card and you got your kid around and you don't, you don't want to uh, give up the big reveal, I would say lower the volume or switch to something else now and go. So now that you've done that and all the adults are here, um, I, I wanted to know, you know, what was your experience with Santa? Now I know you can't talk to me. But just reminisce with me, okay? And, um, you know, dude, like, because for some reason there is, like, a debate with, like, I guess millennial parents, uh, you know, where it's, they, they don't want to tell their kids that uh, that Santa isn't real, uh, that they just want to tell them straight out. Now, to that I say, you're allowed to do whatever the fuck it is you want to do. You know what I mean? Like, you want to just cut them off at the knees of a childhood? Sure. That is your right as a parent. You're allowed. Um, if you want to keep the lie going, I, again, you are allowed to. That is what you absolutely want to do. Great. But all I will say is, is in any decision you make, you know, is it because you got hurt, guy? You know? Well, what is it? You know, because <clears throat> look, I see they, there is the over the top parent and there's like the bare minimum and then eh, everything else in between. <clears throat> I, I would say it doesn't count. It's whatever. And by, by by the scale I'm going off of is how people treat Santa in their home. Right. So top, top ones I've seen, dude, what is like they put. The the bread, I mean the bread, the fucking milking cookies. Dude, they they put this was crazy when I saw this. They do like Santa's footprints with like some powdered sugar. I don't even know what they use, but they'll put a boot down, kind of pour around the boot, and it, it gives the impression of a footprint. And I'm like, okay, that is a lot, right? I don't mind telling my daughter that Santa is real so she can have some sort of like hope or light as a, as a child in her life. That's not the issue. But doing that, man, you make that shit feel fucking real. That's crazy, dude. If I had seen that when I was a kid, I would have been like, he's fucking real. He's here. He's here. Look at the footprints. Dude, that cookie's here. God, the milk's gone. You know, and so... uh. And, you know, dude, like, I've done stuff where I, uh, with my other daughter, I, like, would put, 
we did we put the milk and cookies out i would eat the cookies and drink the milk and leave a note you know she was stoked on it and it was great dude it's good to me it's good and it's on it's on a parent to parent basis but it's like that was so cool seeing like the wonder the the excitement of the what if you know i think again you could do what you want you're allowed but i think it's cool man i think it's fine like even if you go over the top, fine, fuck it. I mean, you're just giving yourself extra work and really selling the lie. That's fine. But I I think it's okay, man. Like, why not? You're an adult now, right? Doesn't life kind of fucking suck? <laughs> like, why would you want to already have them start on the, the uh, nothing is real, everything sucks kind of like, just let them have this little wonderment of, of this possibility that there could be this person that comes and delivers presents to you because you're good you know i mean he's a handy tool when they're acting up too i mean don't get it twisted this works both ways you know it's like hey you're you're being good santa should bring you some it's all you i don't know what you're doing dude you're losing presents i'm feeling it you know he's checking these presents off that you're not getting them it's a great tool i mean it's not like the tooth fairy does i imagine that like you like the tooth fairy is another imaginary thing that we tell the kids, but uh, imagine if they were acting bad, they're all the tooth fairy's gonna come and put that tooth back in your mouth, dude. How horrifying is that, right? Like, what would be the opposite? Like, because you give them money, but then, like, what's the opposite if you're acting bad? Like, he's gonna, they're gonna put that tooth right back in your mouth. They're like, damn, did I just make another A24 film? I think I did. So, I'm selling that. Don't know, nobody copy that. I'm gonna sell that. The reverse tooth fairy, dude. Um, starring that chick who played that other chick's mom in Hereditary. For sure, she's the mom in this one, no doubt. Um, and you know what? The little girl from Hereditary will be the tooth fairy. Yikes, dude. Anyways, I don't mind it, dude. You know, personally, like, I was told as a kid, I felt the feelings of thinking Santa was real. It was cool. It was not, it was fine. I don't know how I found out that Santa wasn't real, but I know I had a hard time, like, with it. I was like, wait, this can't be... This can't be real. I just, I can't have this news right now. I just watched Stone Cold absolutely destroy Kane and their mortal enemies, dude. And they will forever have this burden or this malice towards each other. And the dude was bleeding. They hate each other to death. So there's no way Santa's not real if the WWE is real. This is fucking crazy. You know, I'm stressing over it as a kid. But eventually I got past it. You get older. It softens the blow. Maybe the the next Christmas after when I figured Santa wasn't real, maybe I was a little bit pissed, but I don't know. I don't remember. But I've heard people my age say that like they don't want to lie to their kids. But it's like, dude, you have numerous situations, numerous times you got to sell shit to your kids real time. You know what I mean? They're going to get older. A lot of stuff's going to happen to them that you need to be real with, you know? This Santa 230, I'd say keep the wonder, you know, alive. Why not, dude? You know, I mean, shit, like, <laughs> uh, like, okay, I'll tell you this. So there is this app right on the phone. And I only, I only knew about this app because one of my, uh, one of my buddies had a kid and he would use this technique and I was like, dude, that's fucking genius. I didn't have a kid yet, but I was like, when I get a kid, I'm going to do that. What a great time we live in. You have a phone apps that can like contact this quote santa i was like this is the greatest idea ever so the other night um um it's me and my daughter we're hanging out 
And I mean, she right now, dude, she is in love with Christmas. She loves it. She's excited. She's aware of it. I think as she was growing up, she didn't really like get the concept. And but now she knows it, dude. She's ready for Christmas. This is their first year, and she's excited. And that makes me happy and so excited at the same time. Because seeing her happy, seeing her smile, dude, like with all the shit I've got going on, like seeing that. You know, I spoke about happiness and all that stuff. Like, that moment makes me the most happy, where I feel that rush of happiness in my body, in my brain, in my heart. Those moments are great. So, I use this app. We call Santa. And she can't believe it. She's so excited, dude. She's so excited. Like, and of course she is. If I, if my parents, if there was some sort of, like, phone number my parents could have called back in the day that would have had, like, this sort of voicemail type thing where I could speak to Santa. Dude, I would have been ecstatic. I know I would have. You know what I mean? So I, I, I use the phone and we, we call Santa and, and she's talking to him and he's talking to her because it's kind of like an automated, you know, voicemail type thing. Dude, when I hang up the phone, dude, I have never, ever seen her jump for joy and excitement like this. Like my daughter is expressive when she's around me. And maybe people she's familiar with. But other than that, she's very shy. She's very timid. But this was the first time I'd ever seen her, like, explode with joy and happiness, dude. I can't even tell you the feeling I felt right there as a parent. And, I mean, just even thinking about it, man, it's choking me up right now. But I can't explain to you the feeling I felt watching her get so stoked, so excited. I mean, happiness doesn't even begin to describe the word I felt. You know, it was this thing where it's like fortunate, lucky, whatever you want to call it. it it's just that moment. She, it's like she's, it's pure happiness, you know. And she was able to give that off and, and give it to me. And I felt I was so happy because, I mean, dude, she was so happy. Like, you know what I mean? Because you know what what happiness feels like or true happiness you've had those moments so you know that feeling and you're just excited that somebody else is feeling that off of like something so little as like a phone call from Santa you know what i mean um i mean it just absolutely made my made the year dude you know as one of like the top moments of my year was seeing her just explode from happiness like she was so excited and she does something she never really does, and which made it an even better part, is because I always tell her I love her, you know what I mean, obviously, and then and she'll say it back, and then, but this was the first time um, where she, you know, she just looked at me, she goes, like, I love you, dad, you know, and it was just, man, it's just one of those. That was one of those moments, man. And yeah, sure. You know, you could be, you know, welcome to, you know, cynical and cynical. Hobby. You could be like, you're lying to your kid. What else did you find out? Okay, you're going to find out. Do you remember the time you find out you had to fucking pay taxes on your paycheck? You're like, who and when did the government show up to do my job for me, but they're taking my money? You remember that? Yeah. And she'll have that too. That's fine. You know what I mean? But for the moment, you know, if she can believe in something that's like, it's fun, dude. You know what I mean? It's like, it's a fun thing. If she can believe in that and just have that as a childhood memory or like 
whatever. I'm like, that is great. That's all I want for her. All you want for your kids is for them to be happy or, you know, if you're a decent parent, right, that's what you want. You're like, I want you to be happy even as they get older, maybe they get into adult life. I, I don't doubt that you wouldn't want your children to still be happy. That's all you want. So, you know, whether you do, you don't tell them or or you just you play that role of like, Hey, six-year-old, time to tell you that everything you you think is real. It's not. You know, it's like, dude, there's plenty of time for that in their life. You know what I mean? There's there's going to be so many more moments in their life they have to face reality. Why now? You know, why not keep it just fun? as Dude, because you don't know if there's hard times coming. You know what I mean? Why not just sell the fun now? It's just, I don't see how it's so hard or difficult or um i mean i guess if you want to say like you're lying but dude again like you don't know what tomorrow brings dude let them let them enjoy these these small little pleasures that eventually the world will rob from you most likely from an adult kid who hates his life who then goes off and tells your kid that santa isn't real because i think that's how most shit is if it's not from an older sibling you know, it's from an older kid around the neighborhood who just is a dick. He's a dick. And let's admit something right now. It's always a guy kid. You know, <laughs> like he's he fucking he, shit got spoiled for him already. And he lost the wonder in his eyes. So now he's like, let me go spread this poison to other kids. And that sucks. But that's the way it usually typically goes, you know. <laughs> but look, dude, um, what are we now? What's the... For the 21st, we got Christmas coming up in, a uh, what, four days now? Um, it's exciting. It's always exciting. I hope you have the I hope you have the Christmas spirit. If you lost it for one reason or another, I'm sorry. That sucks. You know, I hope you find it. I was there too. You know, I didn't, I didn't have the Christmas spirit for a very long time. And then I got it again. And now... I have it a lot more because my daughter's so excited. It's 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 great. It's it's uh it's good to have it back, you know. So um I'm gonna try. This is uh <laughs> I'm gonna try to get one last podcast out before the year. But since next week is filled with festivities and such like that, I might not. I'd like to end the the pod right at the last right at the buzzard, because there is one more Friday before the year is over. I will try my best. If anything, it might be a shorter episode. I don't know. We'll see. But if I don't, I just want to say thank you again for listening, especially this year. Um, coming up in March, it'll be my it'll be my third year doing this podcast, and uh, I gotta say, man, I appreciate you guys. I know I say at the end of it, but this is. It's cool, man. It's it's very cool to be doing this, to have like consistent listeners, have having new listeners sometimes uh, every week or other, every other week. It's cool. Um, I love doing this, man. I love doing. It's like, and without sounding all like like whatever selfish, I like I do this for me. I now know that I need to do this, or I don't know. It's not the same week, or it's not the same me. So. Regardless if anything happens with this podcast, I don't care. I'm doing this for me, and I appreciate you for listening the, the amount of time you have. I know there's people 
who've listened since I announced that I had a pod, and I appreciate that. People have probably fallen off, and that's fine too, man. It's all good. They listened, you know, and um, so again, I just want to thank you, the listener, for, dude, another great year coming up, a great year of podcasting this year. Um, I appreciate you, truly do, and um, let's see if I can get out an episode next week, man, but look, um, I think this one's the longest one I've technically now have done on the book, so if if I don't get to, this is now, it's like a little uh, bonus extended uh, episode or something, okay? Uh, Hopefully I get to, if I don't, uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family, Happy New Year, dude, Uh, don't. Let's not do new you, new year, new you. It's just, hey, man, just try to better yourself as best you can. One foot in front of the other. Nobody's asking you of the world. Just, you know, try to get what you can done. And if it's good to you, that's great. All right, I'm going to start talking. But um, wherever you're listening to this, man, do me a favor. If it's your first time, subscribe to it, uh, like it, review it, whatever you want to do. It's all good. Um, and I'll see you guys. Later.